3: Coming up at 2.30, Daniel Lust, sports attorney, will join us to talk about all that shenanigans, fiasco, whatever you want to call it that's going on in D.C. Found out that uh, Bruce Allen testified that somebody inside the facility, shocking, is the one that was made, was uh, responsible for the Gruden emails to be leaked. Not that any of us didn't think that already, but that was uh, confirmed. And so I just want to know what's next. What's next and what are we going to find out next? So. Daniel Russell, sports attorney, will join us at 2.30. We're here at the M Resort uh, right outside of the Raiders Tavern and Grill, the Coors Chill Zone. We're hanging out, getting ready for the official pregame show that will begin right where we're at. We're sitting right here next to the stage. We ain't on the stage. I ain't made it to the stage yet. One of these days I'll make it to the stage. But uh, right next to the stage, Eric Allen will be sitting here. JT the Brick is in L.A. already preparing SoFi Stadium. Should be a hell of a pregame show leading into what I expect to be a hell of a game tonight. From the Raiders, Rams, Week 14 action, kicking off th- Thursday Night Football. And I know that Week 15, that Sunday Night Football game was taken away. It was flexed, so it's not a primetime game anymore. Primetime games are fun. Primetime games are fun. I realize this is on Amazon Prime, and everyone doesn't have Amazon Prime. I do realize locally, though, you can still check out the game on regular TV, which is fantastic. But, man, uh, I'll tell you, when, when all eyes, in theory, are on you and on your team on one day – it is awesome. And just to know that the Raiders get this game out of the way tonight. They're in L.A., which is basically a home away from home, and then they get all that time to rest and relax and get their bodies right for the stretch. Right? I mean, they're on the stretch right now, but they really get their opportunity to go on a nice little couple days, take a break, get their body right, let a guy like Josh Jacobs get his quad and his calf right. Hopefully you get Rocky seen; his knee gets right. Hopefully you get Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro to come back from IR. I mean, there's, there's so many things that can go right after this game tonight, but you have to handle your business on the field before you have to worry about any of that. There's a lot of things we could talk about starting on tomorrow's show if the Raiders win this game tonight like I do expect them to win. There's a lot of conversations we'll have on tomorrow's show, but that is for tomorrow. This is for today and for right now. Again, we're at the M Resort. We want to hear from you. 702-365-9200. That's the Rare Nation listener line. And also we got the don'tbebroke.com text line at 69187, keyword R&R. What are your keys to victory? And who are you looking for to show up and show out? Let's go out to New Jersey and talk to our good friend, Mitch. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother? Q, how are you
2: doing? Happy holidays,
3: brother. Happy holidays to you, brother. Yeah. I hope you're doing well. hope the grandbaby's doing well.
2: Oh, he's doing fine. I survived a pit bull, but I learned my lesson. I hope they did too, because you know I hope it, if things don't go things go bad, gotta call Johnny. You know, you know what Johnny I'm talking about. God rest his soul. Um, hey, I hope Snyder. I hope, you know, hope force forcing to sell a team. That's his little toy. Sell a team, move him to, to Oakland or St. Louis or San Diego. Those teams deserve. Those teams deserve a team. I think we'll be running. And we, we have a uh, ears pinned to our back. Because either quarterback, I love to see Baker full in his face, and I like to see Bryce as uh, a Perkins. I'm interested to see him play. Yeah. But Baker, Baker thinks he's gonna win this done job. I think we have like five sacks. It's gonna be, it's gonna be like forty-four to seven. You watch. Of course, I can't Oof. see. I don't have Amazon.
3: Oh man, well, you got to get someone's uh, someone's passcode or something. I don't know how you do that, man. I mean, I'm not a professional bootlegger anymore, but you got to be able to hook it up.
2: I had that for Netflix. I can watch Cypher anytime I want, but I don't see no Amazon. <laughs> I can't, uh, you know, it's so great. They're so great, they can't throw the phone. Two, enjoy your uh, high living out there in Vegas, all right? Hope the good.
3: All right, will do, brother. Will do. Appreciate you. He said, I got Netflix. I can watch Seinfeld whenever I want, but I can't watch Amazon Prime. That's fantastic. Great mic drop right there from Mitch in New Jersey. We do appreciate you. And Red Nation, as I said, want to hear from you as well. 702-365-9200. Don't be broke.com. Text line 69187, keyword r Got some text message I want to get to. Mailman Raider said, Ramsey getting cooked in training camp by Renfro last season blinked. Now he's guarding the best wide receiver in the league a year later. And, yeah, that was something, right? Remember all of that conversation about Hunter Renfro having his way with Jalen Ramsey in training camp and everyone really downplayed it, including myself. I downplayed it like, yeah, it's training camp. You don't know what they're working on. You don't know what the, you know, and I wasn't there either, so I, I couldn't say I saw it firsthand. But, you know, you saw what Hunter was able to do last year. You saw how he was able to thrive in that that role as that Ended up being eventually the number one wide receiver. Not that he started out the season thinking he was going to be the number one wide receiver, but he did. He was able to uh, play a hell of a role, and that kind of jump-started him having that success against Jalen Ramsey. And, oh, here you go. Here's your, here's your gift now, Jalen. You get Devontae Adams. Devontae Adams is having a fantastic season. So, uh, again, it's going to be it's, – it, it's, it's very favorable for the Raiders, everything that they got going on tonight. But, again, you got to execute – you can't go in there cocky. You can't go in there and sound like me where it's like, "Oh, this should be a w. You got to go in there and like Vinny said earlier, got to act like these guys are the defending Super Bowl champs because they are, and that it's an away game because it technically is. <laughs> right? So you got to go in there with that mindset and say you're going into hostile territory and you you know, you're you're trying to do everything you can to get that dub and head back home. That's the mentality you have to have. Anything less, you'll walk away with a, a, a L and nobody Wants to talk about an L to a team that there's no reason for the Raiders to lose to. Let's go out to Sacramento, the nine one six. Talk to Mike. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, Mike?
2: Hey, what up, Kill? What up, D? Um, I just what up, man? Big, I just expect another big game from uh, Chandler Jones. Uh, you know, I think that's his opportunity to shine once again with the weak offensive line. I think he's really going to eat today.
3: Okay, Chandler Jones is who you're looking for. I like it. I like it. There's a good one. That's a good one. Chandler Jones, he had a, a, a really good game on Sunday. He's got a weak offensive line that he's going to be going up against. He should be able to thrive as well. It's one of those opportunities, and I've said it before, and uh, next time we talk to Lincoln Kennedy, I'll ask him, or maybe I'll ask Eric Allen when he shows up here. I'll ask him off the air. There's always certain games that players have circled where they realize, this is my Pro Bowl game or this is my incentives game. The game that they look at and they circle and say, ooh we. I see this matchup. Emmett Smith used to talk about that all the time. He'd see a weak defense, you know, that he's about to play. I was like, yep, about to hit my incentives in this game and knew that that's what it was going to be. This should be one of those for Chandler Jones. Two weeks in a row. Oh, yeah, that offensive line was weak. This offensive line's weak. I need to take advantage. You know, not that he's just waiting for a weak offensive line to have a big game, but if they're going to be weak, they're going to have question marks on it, you've got to take advantage of it. Uh, I like that. Sir Whiskey Ray said, if you have the Twitch app, you can watch Thursday Night Football. Been doing it all season when I'm hiding from my stepkids while I'm in my office here at the house. So, uh, there you go. Mitch in New Jersey, uh, the Twitch app, according to Sir Whiskey Ray, you can watch the game. And Fabian said, tell Mitch to go to Facebook. There's a streamer. So there you go. Look, Raider Nation is looking out for Raider Nation. Got the Twitch app, got, uh, Facebook, the streamer. Uh, there's, there's gotta be a way. Hey, look, man, when I was in Texas, I, I found a way to watch every single Raider game. And believe me, I didn't have the Sunday ticket every time. Right? I only had the Sunday ticket for a season or two. So uh, the rest of the time, uh, where there's a will, there's a way. Mitch, you can get it done, I do believe. Again, let's go out to the phone lines at 702-365-9200. We got Daniel Lust coming up at 2.30. Let's talk to Mike right here in Vegas. Mike, what's on your mind?
0: Yes, Q, I I wanted to uh, call in. I think it's also the defensive coordinator, Patrick Graham. Max Crosby's been excellent all year. Chandler Jones is getting his act together. I don't think the Raiders are going to make the playoffs, but there's no reason why they can't destroy the Rams tonight and and give a face to the Raider Nation and, and the Ra- Raider fans have faded away a few weeks ago when the Sh- Saints unfortunately shut us out twenty-four to nothing. So this is a good chance yeah. for the defense, offense, and special teams to kick the Rams, but and get some faith back in this organization. And and if we don't make the playoffs this year, be in a good position to be in the playoff hunt in 2023. All
3: right, Mike, thanks for the call. I appreciate you. And, yeah, I mean, uh, you just want to, and this is what I was talking about on yesterday's show when I was talking about the growth of Joshua Daniels, you want to continue to see the team grow and build. What I would have a real problem with is if we were getting ready to talk about a Week 14 game and you haven't seen the team grow at all. If it's week 14 and you haven't seen the team grow, there's a problem, right? I mean, nobody likes the slow start that this team got off to. Uh, You know, I think at this point they should have about eight or nine wins under their belt, but that's me, right? I mean, so it is what it is. They're at five wins. As long as you keep seeing this team grow and build off of what they're doing, that's when you start to have confidence in what they are doing. At least that's how I feel. So thank you so much for that call, Mike. I do appreciate you. Got some text that I want to get to real quick, 69187, keyword r Also got some sound from head coach Josh McDaniels. He met with us on Monday and Wednesday. Got a few sound bites that I want you to hear as we get ready for this game and get ready to pass the sticks on to uh, Eric Allen and JT the Brick for the official pregame show starting at 315 from L.A. slash the M Resort. As JT's in L.A., Eric Allen will be here at the M Resort. Uh, also got a text from uh, the 530, no number on it. Q I can't or no name. Q I can't remember the last time we really blew out a team. I just don't think that we do that tonight, but who cares? We just need to win. Uh, that's cool. I don't like, I don't need a blowout. I just want to see I just want to see a sense of everyone knows what they're doing and a, a sense of urgency. I want to see them go in and I said it earlier in the show. I want to see that first drive offensively and defensively be what it's supposed to be. I don't want to see them stumble into the the game and, you know, finally the offense gets clicking and finally Devontae gets involved and finally just – I just want to see it. I want to see them get that damn ball and go down the field. You know the first 15, 20 plays are scripted. Go down there and just have one dominating drive. Let the Rams know that it's going to be a long day for them. Set the tone. Sometimes we come into this show – and I'm fired up because I know what kind of show we have. And boom, we got to hit that first 20 minutes, right? The opening drive, boom, we hit that. And that sets the tone for the rest of the show. If the opening drive sucks, guess what? We gotta, then we got to fumble and we got to rebound and we got to try to regroup and we got to try to get these things going. We got out the gates firing on all cylinders and that opening drive is, is great. Guess what? Look out. There's no, there's no questions asked. The rest of the show is going to be fantastic. I don't care who calls. I don't care who says what. The rest of the show is going to be on fire. That opening drive, it's always that tone setter, man. You've got to set the tone. That's what I'm looking for. Uh, let's see. One more text, and then we'll get a, let's see. Uh, da, 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 da. Sir Whiskey Ray. I'm not sure if I hit this one already. The keys to victory tonight. the Rams will be playing four quarters of solid football. Offense, defense, special teams. All three fans must play fundamentally sound. No doubt in my mind, I think Coach McDaniels needs to show out and put his foot on the pedal with our offense. Coach needs to make a statement on this nationally televised game, score, score, and more scoring versus the defending champs. I said a few weeks back, I feel like we're turning the corner for the better. Looking forward to tonight's game. That's from Sir Whiskey Ray. Thank you so much for that. And kind of goes back to what I was saying about have that, you know, sense of urgency performance. Let's go out to the phone lines real quick. 702-365-9200. Who we got, Vince, you said?
4: Vince in North Las Vegas.
3: Vince, welcome to the show. What's on your mind, right here in Vegas?
0: What's up, Q? I just think uh, what we need to do. I need to see a solid game from Derek Carr. I need a, like a signature Raider win out of him. He's been playing decent. He's been uh, been a little turnovers these last couple games, but uh, I just need to see a smart, uh, well-executed game from Derek Carr. I think if he if he just game manages tonight, um, I think we could secure the W. And I just got one question, Q. Um, Usually I'm working yep. on Sundays. Yep. Today I'm off since it's the thir- I'm off on Thursday since it's the Thursday night game. I'm thinking about fellowshipping with, with all my fellow Raider fans. Uh, where should I go and watch the game and fellowship with a, uh, other Raider fans out?
3: Well, we got two places for you got two places for you. One, you can come over to the M Resort and hang out. We'll be watching the game the whole time. We've got the, the official pregame show will be generated here. Eric Allen will be right here at the M Resort, and we're going to watch the game, and then we'll have the postgame show right here. Uh, so you can come by and hang out with me, or later on tonight... Uh, Clay Baker is going to be at Chickies and Pete's in Sahara, Las Vegas, and that's another great spot to go. And they have TVs all over the place. They have a lot of great food specials, a lot of great drink specials. So, really, we got multiple options for you, man. It depends on where you want to go, right? Chickies and Pete's, Sahara, Las Vegas, or you can come all the way to Hendo, come to the M Resort and hang out with us. I mean, it don't matter. Wherever you are, you're going to be at Raider Nation. It'll be
0: great. Thank you, bro. I appreciate it. You have a good one.
3: Absolutely, you too. Appreciate the call. One more quick call, then we'll take a break. George, not George, John in Orange County. Welcome to the show. What's on your mind, brother?
2: What up, boys? Man, got great news, man. So uh, about 9 o'clock this morning, I was in a raffle for uh, tonight's game. The GM hit me up. Two tickets in the Corona suite and parking pass, baby. Let's go. I'm going to be there. I'm going to be representing. Uh, Yeah, man, I just want to saw a game for the boys, man. Uh, the previous caller said, okay. "Just signature away from the from from the fellas. The car on point, defense on point, and special teams. I want to turn over tonight. I want to pick six. We should be able to just pick apart this Ramsey man with no ha- with no questions uh, asked. But uh, let's go, baby. I'm gonna be there. I'm gonna be loud and proud, baby. Let's go."
3: There he is. Hey, congratulations on winning those tickets, man. Have a great time at the game. Make sure you show out. It's going to be, well, about 75% is going to be Raider Nation there so SoFi. So make sure you have a great time. Uh, Be safe on your travels there. Be safe on your travels uh, home. Uh, But definitely uh, have a great time when you go out there to uh, SoFi and enjoy the Raiders and Rams Week 14 action. Thank you for that call. 2.18 is the time. We're at the M Resort. Uh, They're getting set up. Now it's becoming official. I know Ray was already here, but now they're starting to pull the speakers out. They got the big dog speakers. Uh Uh-oh. Hold up now. Now it's really getting – it's about to get real, man. I, I'm, now I'm in the presence of greatness, right? Now I'm – Now I'm. hey, man, look, I'm, I'm the opening act. <laughs> I'm the opening act. The headliner's on the way. So uh, you know it's about to get real. This is where it's at, man. We're at the M Resort. We're going to be here. We'll be on the air until about 310. Then we'll pass the sticks on. Eric Allen will be right here on this stage that they're preparing right now. JT is in L.A. They'll have a hell of a pregame show leading up to kickoff with Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy. 2.18 the time. This is Red Nation Radio. 920.
0: It's Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
3: Coming up at 2.30, Daniel Less, sports attorney, will join the show, talk about everything going on in D.C. with that football team up there, the commanders, and all the stuff that they have, and they have a lot of stuff going on, so we'll talk to Daniel Less coming up in a matter of minutes, but wanted to get to a couple sound bites from Hey, coach Josh McDaniels, he met with us multiple times this week, both Monday and Wednesday. And if you tune in every single day, you've probably heard a couple of these sound bites already. But we're just going to go through a couple real quick. And one, want to give the offensive line a lot of props, right? Josh Jacobs is having a fantastic year. Devontae Adams is having a fantastic year. The reason that they're having those years is because the offensive line is coming together. And they're playing really well right now. So here's head coach Josh McDaniels talking about the performance he saw from the O-line on Sunday and just how they're coming together.
5: I'm really I mean, they've they've really improved as the year has gone on. Um, you know, I think their communication, like I talked about yesterday, th- this de- this defense, um, you know, the Chargers and and I'm going to say the same thing about the Rams because it's a very similar system you know that's it's where Brandon came from. So um, the communication pre snap is not uh, unimportant. It's very challenging. And so uh, for us to come out of the game with no sacks and no negative runs, no penalties, Um, says a lot about what that unit uh, is starting to do together. You know, communicate, try to eliminate any issues before the ball snap, uh, playing tough and physical in the running game, and then trying to keep everybody off the quarterback. Um, You know, they just keep showing up and doing that, you know, week after week after week. And, um, you know, again, nothing's perfect. But um, their effort and their intentions and the way they work together has been really good, and they're, they're getting better.
3: So there's Josh McDaniels talking about the offensive line, and again, I, I don't want to sound like a broken record, but if we don't props, if we don't give them props, and we don't acknowledge the growth that we've seen from them, we're doing it wrong, because really they were the butt of every joke, right? J- Jermaine Illuminor said it in the one-on-one interview that I had with him Sunday night following the game, you know, and he's usually pretty good about you know not cussing because he knows that hey, this is for the radio, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna cuss in the conversation that that I have. But he basically said, like, hey, everybody was blanking on us, right? They were all blanking on us, you know, leading into the season and saying that we were going to be the the weak link of the team. And so we kind of took that personal. We've all worked on our craft and we've all worked to improve. And you could tell he had a little edge to him. And Jermaine Illuminor, uh, and that's not a bad thing. Don't, don't get it twisted. Now, it's not me saying, like, that was bad on his part. I liked it. I like hearing that they, you know, they heard the outside noise. They heard what you know, guys like me were saying. They heard what you know, the national people would call in to show. Or we'd have them on and guests, and they'd say, "Yeah, but that offensive line is going to be weak or they're suspect." They took that personal, and it took a while to gel. A lot longer than everybody wanted, but they have come together, and now they're looking good. And I don't want to praise them too much because you don't want them to hear all the praise. Now you, you know, they heard all the noise, and they took it. They took it personal. Don't hear all the praise and be like, "Okay." Now we can relax because, well, we've arrived. You don't want to ever hear that. You never, want to, you never want to believe that you're as good as people tell you, and that's a good thing. That keeps that, that, keeps that fire going. You know, if, you believe, if, if people tell you how great you are, don't believe it, even though you might be great. Just don't believe it because that will keep you going, keep you pushing. How about Taylor Jones? He had a breakout performance on Sunday, and every player in the locker room following the game said, yeah, but you guys saw the sacks. You saw him have a great game. You saw him knock down a pass. You saw him do uh, have a couple tackles for loss. You don't see what he does every single day and how important he is to this team. Here's head coach Josh McDaniels
5: talking about Chandler Jones. I, I think I've, I've mentioned it a number of times. I, I, Chandler's done a lot of good things, you know, and just the number that everybody is focused on, you know, is the sack number, and I understand that. Um, You know, and I thought he just played with great effort. He was relentless. Um, I thought they executed a few things in the pass rush, you know, that we've been working hard on. Again, I think all of that is a complementary factor. You know, the inside rush, the outside rush, the coverage. If one breaks down, then a lot of times then you have – um, you know, you don't You lose an opportunity to create pressure on the quarterback. So I think we're learning how to work together a little bit better as the season has gone on. And uh, Chandler, like I said, Chandler played his butt off when he was in there. And I thought he had a lot of help up front, too. There was a lot of people that were playing hard and trying to create pressure. And, and Chandler, you know, was able to get the quarterback down a few times, obviously.
3: So there's head coach Josh Daniels talking about Chandler Jones. And I'm telling you, I can go through every single one of those player uh, locker room interviews that we had on Sunday, every single one of them talked about Chandler Jones and what he's meant to this team. So it's, it's always good to see when the guy might not have it statistically that the players in the locker room still believe in him. And that's the one thing that I took away, that they really do still believe in him. And one, one more sound bite that I want you to hear from head coach Josh Daniels is something that I think that they're doing really well, and it was really smart on the coaching staff to be able to do this, and that is the clarification of the kicking rule, the kickoff rule, and how Roderick Teemer is actually holding the ball when Carlson goes to kickoff, and that that's been clarified, and they're using that to their advantage, and I think that that is awesome that they're doing that. Here's Coach McDaniels kind of explaining it.
5: There's a little bit of a um, they clarified a rule uh, a couple weeks ago that um, you know you're you're permitted to hold the ball on the top of the tee now, and um, so you know you got a good kicker. You can add hang time to the kick, um, and uh, I think you saw Daniel use that to our advantage yesterday. And um, you know, as long as you don't kick it into the end zone, um, extra hang time—you know—put it at the goal line. We're further down there. You know, gives the cover team a, a better opportunity to make some tackles inside the twenty-five yard line, which I think we did a, a decent job of that yesterday. But um, <clears throat> you know. That's that's the rules. So uh, they clarified it a couple weeks ago. And we're just we're going to if it's if it helps us gain some kind of an advantage, uh, then we'll, we'll try to do that. I
3: think it's so smart that they realize what they can do within the rules and they're doing it. And you saw it last week. You saw that that hang time, that extra hang time is really helping and not allowing the other team to start at the 25. Instead, having them start at the 20 or even inside the 20. Make, make these teams earn every yard. I'm okay with that. I thought that was really smart. And a lot of Raider Nation, to your credit, uh, saw that when it was going on on Sunday and started tweeting at me and said, wait, Q, they're inside. Why is Robert Teamer holding the ball? And so I was glad that Raider Nation picked up on it and realized. And so many people said the hang time seems to be better. So you kind of knew what was going on, just didn't know exactly why it was going on. And Joshua Daniels gives you that answer. 2.30. Is the exact time. Coming up next, Daniel Lust, sports attorney. He's going to join us to talk all things, well, what's going on with that Washington football team. We'll do it next from the M Resort on Raider Nation Radio 920.
1: Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q.
3: We're at the M Resort. The Raiders' official team hotel, we get ready for the game tonight. Of course, Raiders-Rams Week 14 active. We're outside the Raiders Tavern Grill, uh, the Coors Light Chill Zone. We're right here hanging out. Of course, the official pregame show will be generated right here I'm sitting next to this Next to the stage, Eric Allen will be on the stage. JT the Brick is in LA preparing for the game, so they'll come together and have the pregame show starting at 3:15. Right now, joining us on the phone lines, though, is our good friend Daniel Lust, a sports attorney. You can find him on Twitter at SportsLawLust. And Daniel, thanks so much for your time, my man. And every time we have you on, there's something going on in the legal world, and so uh, this is not like no other, right? Whatever's going on in Washington. I don't really know how to put my finger on it, but I know that the Oversight Committee—they had their report uh, released today, and it's been a year-long, a year-long year, year investigation. There's a lot coming out, but I saw that what stood out to me was Bruce Allen and the fact that you know he he admitted that there are some people inside the organization that leaked those John Gruden emails. So I'll start right there. What what did that even mean? What does that mean in the whole grand scheme of things?
6: Well, you can always call me to say hello. You don't have to call me when there's an emergency. <laughs> uh,
3: My bad. How
6: about that? No, it felt good. So, yeah, I'm always, I'm always happy to talk to you guys and break it down. And obviously, right, we um, can talk about the Bruce Allen stuff. Um, this report today that's coming out from Congress, I think, is is as relevant to the Raiders as it is to the commanders and to the NFL. So, um, you know, for those that haven't been following, right, Bruce Allen, former president of the then-Washington Redskins, is a falling out with Dan the Snyder There's alleged to have money owed and um, kind of a, you know, an acrimonious breakup between the two. Uh, why that's relevant today, what's coming out is that Bruce Allen testified to the House Oversight Committee uh, as part of congressional, you know, the congressional investigation. And Bruce Allen allegedly told Congress that, uh, you know, he called up Lisa Friel, the NFL's counsel, the chief legal counsel, and asked, you know, if they were the ones that leaked the uh, the emails to the New York Times and Wall Street Journal, and there's those being the John Gruden, you know, these racist emails. Uh, and Bruce Allen tells Congress that Lisa Frio from the NFL said, well, no, we didn't do that as the league. That actually came from the team, the team being the Washington commander. So, obviously, I've gone on with you guys in the past to talk about this John Gruden active lawsuit. Uh, yeah. And if you are John Gruden's lawyer today, today's a really, really good day. I'll, I'll leave it at that.
3: You know, and that's what I was thinking just by, you know, kind of reading the headlines and kind of skimming through it. But uh, John Gruden has nothing but time and, and money on his side to to go ahead and pursue this. What do you think the ramifications from that, just from having that little bit of knowledge, what do you think he could do as far as his next step?
6: Um, I, I think, uh, you know, he's seeing dollar signs in his eyes, right? I mean, you, you could, if you were the NFL, you know, legitimately have said, There is no merit to these these claims. What is to say that we, the NFL, leaked the email? Like, there's no there's no proof that we did it. You could speculate as if we did it, but you know, let's say it was a um, there's some law firms involved here that were doing an investigation into the Washington Commanders. Maybe one of these random lawyers did it, right? Maybe someone right uh, hacked an email server. What's to say that we did something wrong as the NFL? Um, What what there is now, right, is a report from Congress that they believe Bruce Allen's know, testimony could be very, you know, credible in this in this particular instance. So, you know, the NFL might have been fighting, and um, trying to fight it and say, "Hey, um, this is a fishing exhibition. You have no right to, you know, get access to our emails and our correspondence." But now, all of a sudden, you know, I, I think the, you know, Gruden's lawyers can say, "We have a good faith basis to look under the hood that is the NFL to peek behind the shield and figure out whether and to what extent you were involved, maybe that you had knowledge of, of these Snyder League. So. Um, yeah, I think it's a big win for the lawyers, you know, the Greens lawyers, uh, and it should give them access to maybe a level of discovery that they were not otherwise entitled to, to peek a little bit further behind that curtain.
3: Talking right now with Daniel Lust here on Radio Nation Radio 920 Unnecessary Roughness. So as far as Daniel Snyder is concerned, I mean, he's involved in so much, and there's so many allegations, and even reading this report, you know, talking about decades of sexual misconduct, what do you think that this report ultimately means for him and his ownership?
6: You know, the, the truth is, a lot of this stuff, you know, again, not, not, not one that deals in, like, clickbait and stuff like this. I'd say 90% of this report is stuff that we already knew or that, you know, maybe stuff that the other you know, eight, 5 to 10% or 5 to, like, 8% that we assume to be true, right? We've, we've long said that Dan Sander knew more about these toxic workplace sexual harassment allegations than he led on. And that's what Congress sounds to be true. I don't think that's going to shock the world. I do think this Gruden piece is brand new. I, know, I mean, there's 300 pages of records. The Gruden stuff is contained in about four of them, buried. But obviously, Q, you count on me. You know, I'm going to dig through the dirt and find, uh, you know, that bombshell there. Um, right. But I, I think if we're really keeping track, I mean, honestly, to really break this stuff down for those that have not been in the weeds, there's about six allegations directly tied to dance fire, right? And we're not sure which are true, which are not true. Um, but you know, he's alleged to have had his own sexual assault allegations with a former team employee. There's alleged to have been you know, allegations of toxic workplace, you know, uh, at the command organization under his watch, sexual, sexual harassment under his watch, two allegations of stealing money, uh, you know, with respect to from other owners, with, you know, underreporting revenue sharing, taking money away from uh, season ticket holders by unlawfully holding their you know, deposits, and now you're going to add one to that list. Um, I don't, I don't think it's changed the calculation, but now. If Dan Snyder allegedly did leak those emails, what Washington did, and caused the NFL to be sued, I mean, that's just another reason that the NFL feels pre pressured to actually force Snyder out of the league, not to wait for him to voluntarily sell and see when and what terms he does it. Uh, They might feel affirmatively obliged to kick him out, and it requires 24 of 32 votes of NFL owners, and I imagine today you probably have more votes than you did yesterday. I, I, I do think it's that important of a report.
3: Talking right now with the sports attorney, that's Daniel Lust here on Radio Nation Radio Nine Twenty, Unnecessary Roughness. Damon's
4: got one for you. Yeah, Bruce Allen's testimony, it seems to be very credible, but with this House Oversight Committee, like do we know who else is left to testify in this?
6: No, the report is the basically done, right? Um, uh, so what we found out, right, Bruce Allen testified. We also had reports obviously that Dan, you know, the indications of Dan Snyder's testimony. They interviewed and I don't have the exact numbers off Dan, but I'm you know it's upwards of defeat. Like that's a fair number—50 former employees. Um, you know, obviously, the you know, executives with the team. Um, I think the report is largely done, and this was it. I mean, it was a confirmation of what we believe to be true—that Dan Snyder was running intentional interference. Um, and we'll see, right? Um, you know, the GOP released their own 210-page report, and they said that the um, you know the Congress's report uh, was you know orchestrated by Democrats. It was a witch hunt, and their sole purpose was to get Snyder to sell the team. Whether or not that was their intended purpose, um, I mean, I, I think it's, it's probably going to have that desired effect. Snyder will most likely sell the team, um, you know, uh, either 100% or the NFL will force him to sell. Right now, obviously, Snyder is, uh, you know, already acknowledged that there, he's considering options to sell. But I think these reports, and again, we're still waiting for a couple of shoes to drop from the United States Attorney General's office. But I think there's another couple dominoes here that the NFL wants to wait, they can, but uh, you know, it's, it's not going to look good if these reports are continuing to follow. And it looks like the NFL has his back. So it's, and it, it speeds up the time frame.
4: You mentioned that last shoe to drop, and the NFL has been taking their time with this. When do we think we'd get that final legislative like piece of the final nail in the coffin and be get wrapped up on that end of it? So maybe the NFL could say, hey, it's all wrapped up, and for the legal system, Congress is done with it. Now we can actually give our approval or our say on the matter.
6: You know, I don't think they're waiting for Congress. I, I think what they're waiting for there's a report. Yeah, I'm, I'm in the weeds here, I'm, and I imagine some of your listeners are. It was an initial report. This was like that uh, verbal report. There's no written report. It took 15 months to come up with trying to respond $10 million, told to kind of indefinitely stay away from the team. That report was so kind of mismanaged in the public realm that the NFL commissioned a second report by someone by the an attorney by the name of Mary Jo White. That's the report that Jim Irsay, owner of the Colts, had a couple weeks ago, Hey, we're waiting for that report as the owners to do something. So I don't think they're waiting for Congress. I think they're waiting for that second report. Um, and we'll see. Maybe, maybe these new allegations push back that report because there's some new information here. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't think they're on Congress's time. The NFL is a private organization. Congress can't really tell them to do anything. Uh, they can't force someone to sell a team. It's really the optics. Uh, and I think the first congressional report really pushed the NFL to have you know, further investigations into the team. And now we're just waiting for the NFL to to come up with that report and, and, you know, render a decision
3: here. Daniel, final question for you. Just why does it seem like when it comes to Daniel Snyder, I mean, he has always found ways to slip through the cracks, to slip through the weeds and just bend corners and get away with everything he's gotten away with as as long as he has.
6: Uh, Good lawyers?
3: (laughs) I guess it's it's that simple. No, no,
6: it's – you know the NFL is. Just, I, I, I kind of say it tongue in cheek, but like you know the NFL for years has had a motto like protect the shield, right? Uh, so voters could do and say a lot of things, right? The story that I think went under a lot of people's radars is Jerry Jones uh, photographs that the Washington Post kind of had. Yeah, uh, people can Google that, right? You know, there's a lot of kind of hazy things, but for whatever reason, these allegations in the last two years, when something comes out with the insider, it sticks. Um, and you know whether that's the NFL. Uh, and I'm, and I'm watching the NFL's, you know, reporting, right? There are NFL.com reporters putting stories out on the Dan Snyder stuff, which is odd. We don't normally see that. We don't normally see Al Michaels, someone associated with, you know, Amazon, uh, and obviously an NFL product on the Thursday night football game saying the league wants Dan Snyder to sell. Um, there's just a lot of oddity. So, you know, the NFL can control the messaging and we've seen the changing of the tone. I'll tell you guys as someone that's followed this very closely, the last, six to eight months certainly a changing of the tone especially with a guy like speaking out so you know q to your point i think Dan Snyder survives a lot of this but i i do feel the tensions are mounting, and I, I think we've reached another level of this just a matter of i think of when at this point not not if
3: you know i had someone that just texted us in and, and said that they felt like uh daniel snyder or his people leaked that picture of jerry jones that was out there for a quick minute what are your thoughts on that do you think they have anything to do with each other
6: um, I, I've seen the same, uh, I, I read all the Twitter replies, I, I'm, I've seen that as well, I mean, Dan Snyder uh, is alleged, and he's not going to confirm it, that he has a dossier of dirt on NFL owners, he's hired private investigators to get dirt on owners, on Goodell, um, I understand why people are making that claim, I mean, Again, we, we don't know that at this point, um, right. but it wouldn't be the first time that Dan Snyder has been accused of it, and people uh, around Snyder have, have said as much, so, uh, that was in an ESPN report maybe about two months ago, uh, they spoke to a lot of people, and that's something that Snyder uh, allegedly brags about. So it wouldn't, it wouldn't shock me if uh, Snyder was behind it, but at this point, we, we don't know one way or the
4: other. Oh uh, no. One of the wildest things that came out that I wanted to ask you about was Bruce Allen saying that he was being followed by a private investigator that was hired by the Washington Football Team. I have no doubts about it that Dan Snyder would do this, but why would he have Bruce Allen followed by a private investigator? <laughs>
6: you know, intimidation tactics. I think that's what it boils down to at the end of the day, and that's that's a lot of this. You know, report that's coming out, but that's part of his M.O., right? Hiring lawyers, hiring, hiring private investigators to intimidate people and to prevent them from telling the truth. So, um, again, that's the optics that the NFL has to deal with. And Snyder can deny it all he wants, and he can use creative wordsmithing you know, in his, you know, reports and public statements that he gives to the media. But, um, you know, if enough people are saying it, right, it's an old expression, if there's smoke, there's fire. And the fire's yeah. coming from a lot of different directions. Guys, are you fans of The Office and the show?
4: What happened? Are we fans of the office?
0: Fans of the
6: office? Yeah, I love the office.
4: You know no, the office <laughs> scene with
6: Andy Bernardi goes, the fire is shooting at us, right? <laughs> the, the, the fire is coming from all directions. It's coming from the state attorney general's office, from the United States District Attorney's Office, from the NFL, from Congress. Snyder is getting it from all directions. So uh, I think we've reached a fever pitch here. Again, it's just, I just really do feel it's a matter of when this happens. It's not a matter of if Snyder sells the team. I think
3: it's inevitable. I got to start watching some more TV. Anytime we have a TV reference, Daniel, I never get any of them. I never get any of them because I don't, don't watch admit, TV. Don't
6: admit that under oath. Don't admit that
3: under oath. I will not. I will not. He's Daniel Lust. His show, Conduct Detrimental, the Sports Law in- Intersection. Uh, fantastic stuff. Thank you for making us so much smarter each and every time you join us. I do appreciate you, my man. Go
6: watch some television. I'll talk to you later.
3: I'll work on it. I'll work on it. There he is, Daniel Lust. Yeah, that's pretty embarrassing. Every time we have any kind of movie reference, any kind of TV show reference, I'm completely in the dark. I'm like Stevie Wonder trying to drive, right? I just I have no idea what's going on, right? There's just absolutely no opportunity for me to figure out anything because I just don't know. I'm going to start watching TV. I'm going to start this weekend. You know why? There's football going on tonight. The Raiders are Thursday night football. That means I don't have to worry about the game on Sunday. That means I have a weekend where I might actually get to sit down at the house and relax a little bit, and I'll watch some football. As a matter of fact, I, wanna, I want people to hit us up on, the, on our don'tbebroke.com text line, 69187, keyword r and I'm going to watch a lot of sports this weekend because I can't help myself. I mean, if it's a sporting event, I will watch it. But if there's some TV show or a movie that I need to consume this weekend, now don't give me too many long series because I, my attention deficit or my attention issues are bad. I have I, I really do struggle with attention. Shocking, right? <laughs> if anyone's listening to this show, they know that my attention span is not very good. So let me know what I can watch. Hit me up. That's one of the topics I I want to I want to collect some some thoughts. And then when I go to the house tonight, I'll tell the wife, Hey, wife, we need to watch this, and she'll think that Wow, you're really smart. <laughs> you're a really smart dude, even though. She knows that I'm not. 247 is the time. We're at the M Resort. It's Raider Nation Radio 920. I know what you're saying, but you're you're not hearing what I'm saying. You're not hearing me. I you're am stuck you. in your zone and I you won't you. allow
4: yourself to listen. I am hearing you. No, 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 no. There's a difference between hearing and listening. Welcome
1: back, Welcome back to Unnecessary Roughness. Unnecessary roughness. Here on Raider Nation Radio 920. Here's your boy Q. We are at the official team hotel
3: in Silver and Black. It's the M Resort right here in Henderson. We're outside the Raiders Tavern and Grill. I see Raider Nation already starting to gather. See a table of young ladies with the silver and black gear on. Welcome, ladies. How you doing? Hey. What's happening? <laughs> I got the wave. I got the, I got the courtesy wave because it's not game time yet, so the fire-up mode is not, is not kicked in yet. Couple more of those cold beverages and we'll be in the zone. We'll be all right. We're outside the Coors Light Chill Zone. We're going to be watching the game here, and guess what? We have speakers now. Two hours and 52 minutes into the show, we have sound. <laughs> That's what happens when we got some real professionals show up and not me trying to <laughs> trying to make it go on my own. I realized, Damon, and I don't know if you heard the conversation uh, off air while we were in the break. I was explaining my speaker situation to the fine technicians that actually know what they're doing that are here. I said, yeah, I plugged this into this, and it it should work the same as this speaker that's working now, right uh that's actually the port where you charged the speaker, so no
4: <laughs> but you saw so, man but did, well, look, you, but did you were you almost close but were you close if you would have just plugged this to there, would it have worked? Well, since there
3: is no auxiliary plug no it wouldn't it wouldn't have worked at all. There is absolutely no way to do it that's why it's called a Bluetooth speaker because it's actually literally. Bluetooth, right? I mean you literally have to use Bluetooth on the speaker yeah. So I guess if I wanted to charge the speaker I was onto something But you know how it works when you don't know what you're doing if it fits You think it's supposed to work and actually the pieces plugged into each other It's like a puzzle That's why I was never good at puzzles because one part of the puzzle will work and the rest won't and I'll say well how come so when I used to do the Rubik's Cubes At some point i'd get frustrated and i'd just start peeling the stickers off and putting them on the right way so i get it figured out because it just didn't work so yeah i'm glad that i didn't invest in a speaker that wasn't going to work i'm glad that i already had the speaker at the house and all i did is invest ten dollars in this wire that i thought would work but it doesn't work and (laughs) now it's so funny the speaker and the wire that i got is being broken down into yeah q there is no chance that this was gonna work
4: I like the, yeah, that's why it only cost $10. They probably went in. They were like, oh, what do you need it for at the shop? And they were just like, yeah, they probably, as soon as you left, that probably is not going to work for him.
3: Man, they didn't even help me at the shop. They were actually looking at me, wondering why I was wandering around the shop so much. And I was kind of wondering, too. You know the time when you're doing something and you know you're doing it right, but you feel suspect? I kind of felt suspect. You know what I mean? I did. I kind of felt like if I was someone watching this dude wander around this store looking at stuff, I'd be thinking, like, this dude's about to jack something. Like, I mean, seriously, I would think that about me if I if I could see what I looked like yesterday when I was picking up this wire. Because it didn't look like I had a clue what I was doing, and clearly I didn't. So, that's that's what happened. So, yeah, I wouldn't even blame them if they had been like, oh, sir, sir, you've been wandering around here for a while. What can we help you with? I wouldn't even have been mad. Because, I, I like I said, I would have judged myself as pretty suspect as well on that. But... Let's get to the text line, man. The don'tbebroke.com text line 69187, keyword R&R. Folks hitting us up, talking about keys to victory, what you're looking for, who do you expect to show up and show out tonight, and also giving me some suggestions on things I could watch uh, this weekend instead of always being diving into sports. Alan of Vegas said the Big Bang Theory. I was surprised AF when I learned that it's not about science. What is it about?
4: It's about science. science. It's. A
3: oh, I've it's never about- seen the – Is someone over there explaining the the show to you as well? No, no, no. I'm asking you.
4: No, it's a show. It's about a bunch of scientists. You know, basically, think about your comic book nerds, geeks, the guys that work at NASA. But it's just like their lives outside of work. But it's still about science. You know, they'll throw some science terms at you eventually. Okay. Well... That
1: doesn't
3: sound like one that I'm deep diving into, but uh, thank you for the suggestion. Uh, also got a text from the 702. Tonight I'm expecting to see D.C. have his best statistical game of the season thus far. Something like 26 for 30, 311 yards, and three touchdowns. That's a text from the 702. It'd be nice to see uh, Derrick have a big breakout performance, and if he throws for 311 yards and three touchdowns, I guarantee you Devontae Adams had a pretty special day as well. Uh, big Dub Raider said Q, Abbott Elementary, very funny, and go Raiders. How about Al- Abbott Elementary? What's your thoughts?
4: Oh, I have that recorded. Yeah, that is that's one of my favorite TV shows out there. What's it about? Um, it's about Give me a, okay. It's about a group of teachers at a at a let's say a struggling uh, Philadelphia public school. And oh, oh, just, is that the one? Okay, is that the one with? Uh, I think I've seen. I
3: think I have seen that one a couple times. Is that the one where it's a? Um,
4: they look into the camera where it's a, it's a mockumentary. I'm no exact I know you've seen it. It comes on ABC. It would have come on around that time Who's watched. the
3: principal? Is the,
4: is the principal that
3: she's kind of dumb but she's funny?
4: Yes. Her okay. name's Ava on the uh, show. Yeah. I don't know her I don't know the actress's name, but her name is Ava okay. on the show. She's hilarious.
3: Okay, yeah, she is pretty funny and but she's like okay, yeah. I I've, I've seen that one like once or twice uh on the way to uh, before I fall asleep, which by the time I turn on TV, I usually fall asleep about ten minutes after I, I lay it on down. So okay. Abbott Elementary, well that's what we'll put in the We'll put in the must-watch this weekend. Uh, Passionate Raider, he hit us up on the text line. Uh, He said, has to dominate. Defense has to dominate. And uh, to see offense use, a few young guys on offense. Uh, Hold on. Hold on. This must have been a talk to text. Uh, He said, let's go take this victory and end in victory formation. Let's go, Raiders. Uh, Yeah, there's a couple parts of his text I can't read because it was talk to text. But that's okay. It happens. I understand. He's talking about the defensive line dominating and then go get that victory and have that victory formation. That'll work. Uh, How about, who's this text from? Uh, Raider Steve from Reno. He said, thanks for being there, guys. Uh, DOFU Sports app streams everything, too. And then for the game, Hollins tonight will get two TDs, and the defense will continue to display playmakers as they have the last three games. Shout-out to Sir Whiskey Ray, who works with my wife Donna, and who I have competed with in fantasy baseball all without knowing it. Go Raiders. That's Raider Steve from beautiful Reno. Oh, yeah, go Dubs. Tough loss last night. Yeah, that was a tough loss from the Dubs last night. Man, Steve Kerr was was hot after that game, the way that that one shook out. Shouldn't have lost that one to Utah, but they did. And, uh, yeah, man, they got a rebound. I'll tell you what, when it comes to the dubs, and then we'll take a break, I do not look forward to this weekend's game against the Celtics. It is supposed to be a primetime game. I don't think the Warriors have a chance in this one. The Celtics are playing some damn good ball. And the Warriors, well, they're kind of on that uh, championship, almost hangover type feel. Uh just hasn't felt right for me in the in the Warriors this season so far. But, Hey, they got that ring last year, so that's all that really matters. 258 is the time. We're at the M Resort. We'll come back. We'll take a quick break, come back, wrap up the show, pass us on JT the Brick and Eric Allen doing the official pregame show, and all we need is EA. (laughs) We're going to look for him. We're going to send out the the APB for EA. Where is he at? (laughs) We'll find him, but he'll be here. It's Raider Nation Radio 920.
1: You're listening
0: to Unnecessary Roughness with your boy Q on Raider Nation Radio.
3: Just got a few minutes left in today's show. It's been a fun ride, man. We started this thing at 12. Right here at the M Resort, of course, the pregame show. JT the Brick will get things started in L.A. Eric Allen will be right here on the stage, and it'll be a fun pregame show, and we'll be here watching the game, and then also we'll have the postgame show. JT will start it from L.A., and I'll take it home from right here. So uh, it's a whole day at the M Resort, which is okay by me. We'll have a lot of fun, the official team hotel of the silver and black. Again, Eric Allen expected to be here on the stage in a matter of minutes to kick the pregame show off. But uh, we want to hear from you, Raider Nation. Got a few minutes left in the show. 702-365-9200. Our good friend Raider Mack couldn't have a game without listening and hearing from Raider Mac. What's on your mind, brother?
0: Hey, man. What's going on, Q? What's uh, what's going on, man? Hey, man. It's, it's, hey, you got I'm, it. So, I'm so proud of you, man. I hope you get that award, man. You know, I'm pushing for you. You know, if I could vote, I'd have voted you as a as a as a guy, you and mind because this program has really helped us, Raider Nation, man. It, 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 I I know you. I know a lot of times people you take a brunt of the stuff because a lot of people you you just the middle guy. You just telling them what's going on, <laughs> and a lot of people you know go at you. But anyway, I want to get to the game. The key to the yep. game is just continue what you've been doing before. Now adjust if they decide to take away Jacobs, then you adjust. But don't try to do nothing fancy or go out of there just continue win the way you've been winning and that's just continue doing the same thing but if you gotta adjust just adjust and and that's it i think that's the key to the game don't don't try to do something that you you haven't been doing the last three weeks okay sounds hey that's 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 great go ahead you gotta play tonight your, hey, your boy. We
3: had a call. We had a call earlier saying that Merrick was going to get an interception. I immediately thought of you. If, if he gets a pick tonight, man, you got to call and talk about it tomorrow. <laughs>
0: don't dro- don't drop it like you did in
3: Washington. <laughs> I know <laughs> that's right. <laughs> don't drop
0: it. But, but you, you guys are doing a great job, man. Hey, we heading out to the uh, to to the game, and uh, we go. You're not coming, right? No, 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 no. I'm here, okay. I'm here in I'm here in Vegas. Yeah, but but hey, man, this is number of Raiders out here, man. Ain't not ain't, Nice. It's not- it,
3: hey, man, this is this not even a ramp. This is a home game. No lie. Nice. No lie. Nice. Deep, well, deep. soak it in, man. Have a great time. A pre, you know, just enjoy it. Enjoy it and, and, and no pressure, but bring home a dub. That's all I'm saying. Just bring home a dub. Raider Mac, right there. Thank you so much. And I think that one, of, his point was great, right? Just do what you've been doing. Do what you've been doing. Stick to what you've been doing. You know, use the KISS method. Keep it simple, stupid. And, and that's not saying it to anyone in particular. I'm just saying what you've been doing has been working. And it's actually been getting better week to week to week. So keep it up. Oh, now the ladies got their seats right now. Hold on. The ladies are picking their seats out now. Now they're... <laughs> Now they're in the mood. I told you it was a—it was just a—it was a slow like purr earlier. Now you're hearing a roar. Now they're ready to roar. So it's about to go down. We're here at the M Resort, the Coors Light Chill Zone. Everyone getting their seat ready for this game. All we need is you. Of course, if you're on the other side of town, go make sure you check out my guy Clay Baker uh, at Chickies and Pete later on this evening uh, for Thursday night football. He's there every Thursday night. He has a great time. I did want you to hear from Lee Sterling, who joins us each and every Friday at 4:30. From ParamountSports.com gives you the betting lines. The Raiders are favored by 6.5 points in this game. That tells you a lot when a road team is favored by 6.5, but they are. That tells you a lot about the team they're playing. It tells you a lot about the way that Vegas sees the Raiders right now. So here's Lee Sterling from earlier today. We do uh, a, a podcast every single morning called Locked on Bets, and uh, this was our lock of the day. I'll let you hear what Lee Sterling had to say about it.
1: Okay, when I heard the report that they might play Baker Mayfield tonight after being there for maybe two, two and a half, three days, I'm like, are you kidding me? Uh, Where can I get on this? The line is coming up, up, up. It's up to six and a half now. You want to get on this line right now. You want to get it before it reaches seven. So what can he learn? 10, 12, 15 plays? I mean, no more than that, and be able to do them at a high level, NFL level. So that's a problem. Okay, so... He doesn't play, then you got John Wolford. He's got a neck injury. You got Bryce Perkins. Those two have combined for five NFL starts. Hasn't gone well. Uh, The three and nine Rams here have lost six in a row. Now they're averaging scoring just 16 points per game. I can't see them without Aaron Donald holding this Raiders team to less than 24, 25 points. If it does play out that way, then you got to win and you're going to cover the six and a half point spread. On top of all that, The Rams' offensive line has used 12 different starting combinations, and they are awful. I mean, you talk about bad offensive lines. You watch the film. I mean, these guys, they just can't play. They're not playing at a high level here. So, um, yeah, the Rams are also coming in and off playing Seattle, a team they're familiar with, not familiar with Vegas here. Um, it just looks like the coaching staff has quit. There's, there's no energy there. Maybe the lone bright spot has been Cam Akers, whose career looked like maybe it was over. I mean, they couldn't find any takers for him. He had two TDs last week. He might do a little bit, but behind very little blocking and no receivers. Um, I think that the Rams are in real trouble here. Level two lock on Thursday. We're going with the Las Vegas Raiders here over the LA Rams.
3: Boom, there it is right there, level two lock. And I'll tell you right now, Raider Nation, doesn't get higher than a level three. When he goes level three, he goes all the way up. Nothing can stop me, I'm all the way up. That's what we say. Everyone thinks I'm in concert right now. (laughs) This lady just looked at me like, what rapper is that over there? (laughs) Just kidding, it's just me. But we're having a good time, man. We're here. So he gave it a level two lock with the Raiders over the Rams. Six and a half point favorites. And, again, that tells you a whole lot about where the Rams are right now and where the Raiders are. They're two teams trending in two different directions. The Raiders, again, trending up. Rams, not so much. So we'll see uh, how it all shakes out. Of course, the official pregame show will get started in about seven minutes JT the Brick is in L.A. Can't wait to hear uh, what he's got, his thoughts. And, of course, Eric Allen will be right here at the stage at the M Resort. And, again, lots of folks on their way, already starting to gather in preparation for kickoff for this game, to kick off week 14. Cannot wait. Mike from the Central Coast hit us up on, uh, on our don'tbebroke.com text line. Q, watch American Gigolo on Showtime. Great series. Let's beat the Rams tonight. Hopefully Waller gets in there for a few plays. Uh, Darren Waller won't be playing tonight. He may be playing next week, though, against the Patriots. But you won't see Waller. You won't see Renfro. Uh, They'll be activated. And then uh, whenever they're able to get out there, they will get out there. Uh, Let's see. we got another text. I know I've been negative lately about this team, but I still get up and get excited on game day. Go, Raiders. Thanks for all you guys do. Q&D. That's from the 707. We do appreciate you. And there he is. Eric Allen is in the building, folks. EA's in the building. That's what I'm talking about. He's going to take over the wheels of steel. JT's in L.A. Eric Allen is on stage here at the M Resort. So you know the pregame show is about to be underway. Excited about that. And then as soon as they're done, they'll pass the sticks on to Jason Horowitz and Lincoln Kennedy for, well, kickoff. Raiders, Rams, Week 14 action. Raider Nation, come on by the M Resort. It is about to go down. So, DeMond, great job in the studio. We do appreciate you uh, holding it down, the Finley Cadillac Performance Studio as always, and uh, be at Buffalo Wild Wings tomorrow the Miracle Mile, so come on by, and uh, we'll talk about hopefully a victory Friday on Radio Nation Radio 920. i holler.